Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the clone armies of the Republic, led by their heroic Jedi generals, are spread throughout the galaxy, fighting the droid armies of the Separatist movement, who will stop at nothing to see the Republic fall. From the many battlegrounds in this epic conflict, Michael Cohen and Matthew Brenke bring you Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. And now, risking life and limb to bring you all of the latest updates, here are your intrepid hosts, Mike and Matt. Welcome, Clone Wars fans, to the 67th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Altar of Mortis. Yes, the original podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series and it's hosted by none other than Michael Cohen. What's up, Mike? My name is Matt, hey. by the way. We are back. We're, we're coming at you a little late. A little late. It's Thursday, uh, February 10th. Uh, you know, life gets in the way once in a while, but we're uh, trying to get this out before hey, the we, next we've episode. Been, we've been on time, like, since the New Year. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I've been keeping you on track. Yeah, yeah so every, everybody can just... Uh, <laughs> They can hold yeah. their horses. Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah. Sometimes some things go on, and uh, but we're we're here before the next episode, before the third part. So we're trying to get it out there. Um, we're in the middle here, Altar of Mortis. But uh, let's get right into it, and let's get into some news because we got a couple of cool things co- to talk about. So let's get into that uh, now. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're gonna need it. All right, and the first thing that we're, uh, that we're gonna talk about is Star Wars Weekends has been announced. Uh, 2011 yes. uh, dates have been announced. And of course, like I said, I think it was when we first heard about this, this is only for the Hollywood or the, the uh, studios in Florida. Yeah. So it uh, looks like it's going to be every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from May 20th through June 12th. Uh, so they got lots of things going on. You got the, the launch of, of course, Star Tours, the new one. Uh, they got, of course, the Star Wars parades, trivia challenges, the Training Academy, which is great. I know you went and saw that. Uh, limited edition merchandise and memorabilia, behind-the-scenes presentations, Star Wars conversations, all kinds of cool stuff. So, And then, of course, they have the celebrity lineup, uh, like they always do. Anthony Daniels uh, will be there, as well as Ashley Eckstein, uh, who we yes. all know is Ahsoka. So, uh, you guys in Florida or... or Looking forward to this. You got your dates now, May twentieth through June twelfth, and I've never gotten a chance to go to these because they don't really do these in the Anaheim one. I wish they did, uh, unless I'm missing something. I always check every year to see these, and it's always on the East Coast. So, you for know some what? reason, I don't know why they don't do them in uh, in California. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know what? I got to be honest. I've never um, I've never checked before, like because it's just never really been something that that I thought that I would head down there for. But now that I've been to Disneyland and have, like, the addiction, you know, and right, I want to go yeah. back real bad, I was like, well, I'll, I'll look at going back for Star Wars weekends. Probably not this year, um, even though I'd really like to. Because, like, that, those weekends, like, that starting on May 20th, that's, like, prime season, peak season for them. So, mm-hmm. like, those yeah, hotels yeah. and everything are already booked and all that sort of thing, like, all the, all the good places. So... Uh, yeah. But, like, for next year. So I was kind of looking at it going, like, oh, well, when's it going to start at, at the Anaheim one? And then it turns out that it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think, kind of upsetting. I'm sure they're going to do something, though, as far as a, a launch. You know, I would 
they got to do something for yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for um, Star Tours coming back. I mean, it would be silly for them not to. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty big deal. I would imagine they're going to have some kind of, uh, of course, you know, all the characters out there, and and hopefully they'll have some celebrities as well. And uh, I'm just waiting for that to come back, and that's yeah. when I'll plan my next trip to uh, to Disneyland because that'll be. That'll be that'll be fun. Well, so. I don't think they've even announced when the Anaheim uh, Star Tours is going to be opening. No, they haven't. They've no. only said that that the one in Florida is opening on on whatever the date is, which yeah. uh, it's during that those weekends, right? Like, right. It, yeah, I, I was probably the first. What is yeah. it? Uh, May twentieth. Sure. Yeah. Pretty sure it is. I mean, that'll be that'll be something to be there for. That'll probably end up being an event. We'll probably start hearing about something soon. Um, yeah. Something akin to what they did to to shut it down. So mm-hmm. right, right. So yeah, stay tuned for more info. Though we'll probably get some more. And, and at that time, we'll probably get, also get uh, some information on the ride itself and what it might entail. I mean, we kind of know a little bit, but yeah, no, no big, big details. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too was um, I had mentioned this before on our podcast about this um, documentarian named Jambe Davdar, I think that's how you say it. And uh, he's, he's done a couple of projects on YouTube, and they're really great projects. One's called Building Empire, and the other one is called Returning to Jedi. And they're, you can see them in 10-minute intervals uh, on YouTube, and they're great because they follow the movie, and then they change to behind-the-scenes footage and um, outtakes and stuff like that. Well, he's got a new one out. And this one is called Star Wars Begins, and it's uh, obviously taking on A New Hope. And he has the first 10 minutes of the project on YouTube right now. So mm-hmm. I've, I've, saw, I've checked it out. It's just as good as the other ones. Uh, it's a great, uh, great, it's just a whole different perspective. And so there's some things that I had never seen before. Uh, and I've been watching these behind-the-scenes stuff for ever since this kind of material has been coming out. Yeah. And uh, always some some neat stuff. So if you haven't seen this guy, check it out. Looking under, um, you can look under Star Wars Begins, Building Empire. You'll find them. Uh, it's really cool stuff. I don't know. Have you checked these out yet? Uh, I haven't yet. No. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. You know, if you're in somewhere and you're and you got your phone out, you know, click on YouTube and, and look this up, and and you'll start getting into it. And uh, he's got the first one. I'm sure there's going to be. You know, 10 minutes, and you can figure it's going to be 10 or 12 uh, sections of this because um, mm-hmm. he, he does the whole movie. So it's really great, really interesting stuff. So check that out. Cool. Uh, uh, collecting news, Mike. Oh, uh, before we get into Oh, shoot. Well, I forgot. See, I told got, you you got to yeah. remind me. We got one more piece of news. You, you may be needing a reminder because it just hit. Yeah, it's breaking news. Just before we, were, we went to record the episode today. Um, and I just posted it on the website and everything. Um, Tarkin has been revealed, and he's going to be in uh, not the not this upcoming episode, uh, Ghosts of Mortis, but the one after it, which is going to be called Citadel, um, which we haven't really heard anything about yet. No, but now no. we know that that Tarkin's going to be in it. Um, they don't really say a lot on StarWars.com. You can head over to CloneWarsPodcast.com, and and you can see the picture and see everything else. So, like we we posted what they what they've released so far um and uh they don't really say a lot of like the capacity that he'll be in the episode just that he'll be appearing in the episode um and we don't really know what it's about unless uh see this is like this is breaking news but it's not breaking because this is pre-recorded so um (laughs) by the time that people listen to this they'll probably all have figured it out but I don't know if there's uh, an episode description. I'm just checking right now. Yeah, there's there's not a lot. So uh, you got a vamp for time for me, correct? Well, no, it doesn't look like it. But no, yeah, there's Wikipedia. They're keeping this one uh, pretty secret, and he's actually uh, he's called Captain Tarkin. So that's interesting. He hasn't made it up the ranks yet. So this this should be fun. Um, and when Dave Filoni said we're going to be seeing. You know, classic trilogy characters. Uh, they are really going to that. You know what I mean? I mean, we've saw yeah. we've seen some classic characters already, but uh, this is a pretty big one. We saw him in, of course, the end of Episode Three, very briefly. But uh, oh, yeah. he's a great character. Like All him. that's up there so far is that we've got the Citadel airing on the 18th, 
and then uh, Counter-Attack doesn't air until March 4th, so we've actually got a week break there. Oh, okay. I th- yeah, you know what? They're pumping through these. Uh, you know, last year, what, we go until, I think, May? Mm-hmm. And when the Citadel comes out, we'll only have, what, three or four left? And we're still in February, so... Well, last year, we had our last episode, like, in February, our last episode was on the 12th, mm-hmm. and then it jumped all the way, like, a month later to March 12th, which I know isn't a very long month, because... Yeah. Because uh, of February being short and everything, but, yeah. Uh, and then it was... Let's see. Yeah, it was pretty much straight through. Yeah. To, uh... To April 30th is when we finished last year. So we didn't even make it into May. Okay, I was thinking we got we into finished May. finished April, on April 30th, yeah. Okay, okay. But the year before, you know why you're thinking that? Because, like, the year before, we finished in March. <laughs> so, like, finishing yeah. it towards the end of April. April 30th, so, I mean, it's pretty close to May. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, so you and I would have finished in May. But, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, the year before, March 20th was when we finished. So. Yeah, they, they kind of flew through that season and last year it seemed like they were taking a different approach and kind of stretching yeah. it out and stretching that dollar if you will uh clone wars uh, or cartoon network kind of milking it a little bit but hey that's cool you know that's that's all right not not too many big breaks so we're staying yeah. staying into it so yeah breaking news cool stuff yeah one other piece of news to talk about is that uh our downloads for the podcast i think i kind of briefly mentioned it last week i think that we'd sort of peaked at a really high download. Well, uh, this past week, yet again, on the 5th and on the 6th, we got over 1,000 downloads in a day, which is pretty crazy. Um, that's, awesome. That's almost like double our uh, our regular daily downloads. We average somewhere around 500, 600 a day. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, awesome. get, to get that 1,000 consistently, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's been pretty crazy. So I don't know if that's just a, a bigger interest in the show. I don't. I'd have to take a look at the ratings for the Clone Wars uh, and sort of see what the what the correlation is there, but uh, and see if it matches up. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I think it has to do, Mike, with. Uh with with the content of the show um these show, this show right now has hit such a peak with with the darth maul and the savage and now anakin delving into the forest i think people are really getting involved in this and, and really starting to enjoy what they're putting out and and i don't know if that has anything to do with the the correlation to higher downloads but uh i guess we just got to have more prizes to give away because we got all these listeners now yeah it's good it's sure. good <laughs> and we do we'll talk about uh some prizes and some uh the contest a little later. So well, okay. yeah, if you're uh, if you're new to the to the show, I guess we should just say that if you're new, then uh, we hope you stick around because we want to give some stuff away. But you got to be listening in order to get stuff. So yeah, definitely to the end. To That's the something end. too enticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, collecting though is kind of slow. We got New York uh, Toy Fair is right around the corner. So, but there was uh, a couple things I just wanted to mention. Um, Lucasfilm is reporting uh, some strong toy sales, and this is, is a story that came through the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the Star Wars franchise has had its highest toy revenue ever for a non-movie year in 2010, and the best toy revenue since Star Wars Episode Three. Uh, and this is some crazy numbers. Uh, $510 million last year was, was in sales for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just have to think of what a genius... Lucas was to, you know, demand all those rights back in, back in the day, you know, on all his merchandise. Uh, probably the smartest thing anybody has ever done, ever, uh, <laughs> you know, to, 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 to have that put into your contract. Uh, I need yeah. all the money for that. Anyway, uh, and they, you know, they kind of point to the same thing we just talked about, about the popularity of the Clone Wars driving all these sales. Uh, from Hasbro and Lego is pretty much the, t- the dominating force behind all of these these sales. So, and of course they talk about some of the books. There's been some great books that came out this past year, and uh, and then the, the, of course the uh, video game stuff. So, uh, and then you know we talked about this too last week, Mike. We talked about how this is all gearing towards 
they're pushing for that episode one back in theaters. Yeah. And with a 3D release. And uh, so, interesting stuff, though, man. Some here big we go, money spent. Here we go. It, you, want it, you want to know why our, uh, our stuff's up so much? Kids 9 to 14 uh, grew by 73% this past week for, for viewing for Clone Wars. Yeah. 73%. Yeah, 73%. So that's a pretty big. And then... Uh, and specifically, boys nine to fourteen, it was seventy-five percent. So wow. that other two percent, I guess, is made up of the girls who were watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hmm. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. And you know what? That is uh, because of the way that they rate Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. and they they do the ratings and everything. Like this website that I'm looking at only has kids up to fourteen years old. So, um, oh, really? really? Yeah. So, like, and that doesn't even say what it is for the adult contingent, which I'm sure was almost as as big, if not probably bigger. That's what I'm thinking. I, I would think that the the 18 to 50 or whatever range. Yeah. I, I imagine just is if not more, got to be at least the same. I mean, because you got all those fans that have been around for since the beginning are watching the show. You know, so I, I'd be interested in to see what the uh, ratings are for for the older you know the, yeah. the pr- you know they, they call the prime demographic the 18 to i think it's 18 to 45 or something like that yeah 680,000 boy uh, sorry kids 9 to 14 680,000 watching on friday night wow. and that's just that like you have to also account that's just ratings like that's just uh, nielsen media so that's not that's not dvr that's not people watching on monday on the website Right, I'm sure yeah. that there's a lot of people who watch on StarWars.com if if they've got the region to do so. So I mean, like, that's not even including BitTorrent, which is becoming the f- most popular way for a lot of people to watch stuff. So if oh, yeah. you have mm-hmm. to imagine that if if people are watching that much, that many people are watching on TV, the number of people downloading it. Uh, all over the world like internationally like a lot of our listeners do because they're in countries that don't air the clone wars yeah Uh, or they're behind or something yeah Yeah. or they're behind like we're currently in canada we're a week behind um but yeah like if you're in one of those those areas then then that's the only way that you're going to get to see it and uh but people are still seeing it i mean like as 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 far as I can tell, although we do have a couple of emails to the contrary that say, you know, like, they don't get to watch it on time, so they listen to us in order to get their updates and know what's going on in Star Wars and everything. But Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah so, I cool, mean, just, cool. it seems like it's, uh, 2011 is going to be sort of a banner year for the Clone Wars, for sure, uh, coming off the, the heels of 2010 being huge. Right, yeah. Oh, I mean, 2010 was huge for a lot of reasons. I mean, we got the announcement of Blu-rays. We got uh, C5 and everything. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, that's a big year. Big year. Huge, huge draw for a lot of people. Like at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. uh, coming off of an awesome, like super strong finish to season two. So 2010 was a really great year for Star Wars fans and Clone Wars fans in particular. So yeah, definitely. But, 2011 looks like it's going to be even better. Even better, yeah, definitely. And uh, we, you know, we're talking about some some toys and the numbers here, and and uh, just came out today. Uh, toys R Us, speaking of Hasbro figures and all that, uh, Toys R Us is having another one of their one of their good sales, um, starting February 11th and running till Thursday, February 17th. Mm-hmm. All nine dollar and ninety nine cent Star Wars figures will be buy one get one for one dollar. Uh, on top of that, all Star Wars figures, vehicles, and playsets will be buy one get one half off. Uh, includes excludes clearance, but um, no big deal. So that's kind of you know it's kind of nice. I mean the figures. Uh, a lot of people were reporting that they mm-hmm. were going back up to their you know nine ninety nine eight ninety nine, but here's Toys R Us kind of saving us a little bit and. Uh, those of us that need to get those, you know, finish out our waves. This is a good time right here. Yeah. Good time, you know, basically getting buy one, get one for a dollar. So that's that's pretty darn good. Definitely. So check out um, your Toys R Us. Um, so uh, I was talking to Kyle earlier this week, and he was saying that the uh, that the new wave of Clone Wars has started hitting shelves. Right, that too. So he just wanted me to let people know. 
Um, and uh, and he was talking about the new Obi-Wan figure, which I cannot wait for. Oh, man, it looks so nice. And all yeah. I've seen so far are pictures, right? Like, I haven't gotten to see one in, in person yet. But mm-hmm. uh, the figure itself looks looks awesome. I mean, he's finally, he's the first one that they've done, I think, that has bendy knees. Uh, yeah, oh, no, right. I'm wrong. The, uh, the spacesuit one had bendy knees as well. But that one doesn't really count. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, Kyle was saying that it's a, that it's an awesome figure that he's really happy with it. So cool. Yeah. I'm no, psyched it's... for those to start hitting up here in a couple of weeks. That's your Obi-Wan. That's going to be uh you're going to have to open that one, right? Put that on the, the Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, for mantle. sure. <laughs> I open all my stuff, so. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Don't have okay. to worry about that when it comes to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, I think, uh. I think it's time we uh, head on over to the recap. You ready? Yeah, for sure. How long have you waited for the Force to become a Jedi like my father? Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. Because he will become a great Jedi. Kenobi! Skywalker! I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm so good to Destroy the boat! You're both this a bit more interesting. For 800 years, the right trade Jedi gone. Incoming! Blast them! No! All right. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka prepare to leave Mortis. Anakin sleeps in the back of their ship while Obi-Wan and Ahsoka fly. And he has a disturbing... Uh, and he has a disturbing in which Sun tries to convince Anakin to join him on the dark side. Uh, a disturbing vision. As soon as Anakin wakes up from his nightmare, Sun appears inside the shuttle and grabs Ahsoka. He then jumps out of the ship's hatch, transforms into a gargoyle, and flies off with his captive. So, Mike, we start immediately after the last episode. They're in the, mm-hmm. the ship there, and... Uh, Anakin is experiencing one of his uh, dreams again. We've seen this in uh, the prequel trilogy. And uh, it looks like um, this is where the son tells him he's the chosen one. And I still can't, it still bothers me that uh, Anakin is kind of denying that when when he was told by Qui-Gon and and everybody that he was a chosen one. Even though Yoda kind of of said, are you sure, you know, is is this really what you think? But, uh, you know... Anakin's still having a hard time with it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and here's the son, too, in this, in this whole scene right here. It was really cool because he starts to kind of channel the Emperor a little bit. I'm sure you caught up on that where he's talking about, I know he says, like, my friend uh, at one point. And this is where Whitworth is so good because he, he just comes off like he's the Emperor almost. Oh, he knocks it out of the park when... Yeah. Yeah, when he's delivering that line at the beginning in the vision... Uh, that was also we saw it in our uh, in our clip last week, the preview last mm-hmm. week. Um, yeah, about that, that he'll destroy the Sith. It, it's just like it's uh, it raises like the hair on my arms stand on <laughs> end, and it's just yeah. like yeah. it is. It's evil, and he he just does such a fantastic job of it, and he totally he channels the Emperor, but he also kind of keeps it unique, where you can see like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe it's the emperor that's channeling him a little bit more oh you know? yeah like, yeah like yeah. The, the, these aspects are coming from from somewhere else you know like it, it was pretty it was pretty impressive oh yeah definitely definitely uh, i just want to mention that um go ahead Mike. anakin returns to the ship's cockpit and takes the controls from obi-wan he chases after sun maneuvering his way through a maze of tall rock spires Sun disappears into a thick patch of fog, and Anakin follows him. Suddenly, a glowing green orb on top of a tower appears out of the mist. Obi-Wan panics and jerks the ship's controls to avoid hitting the tower, but he forces them to crash land on the ground nearby. Anakin crashes another ship. Can you believe that, Mike? <laughs> Can I believe it? Is that a surprise? No, no. no. Yeah, you know, here's, uh, here's uh, Anakin doing some great flying, but, you know, he always... Seems to he just can't stick that landing. I don't know what it is. Uh, here's a question for you though, Mike. How did the sun get into that ship? I mean, are we talking teleportation here, um, somehow through the force, or is that something that we just shouldn't be thinking about? Uh, well, I can't figure it out. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, 
Filoni said this week on the on the commentary that everything that happens while they're in Mortis isn't necessarily happening. Um, it's all it's. He said he explained it when they were writing it, and and he was talking to the uh, to the other writers mm-hmm. about how to approach things. He said you have to look at this as if like this entire three episodes takes place inside the cave on Dagobah, Dagobah okay. where where Luke sees the vision of Vader, and that's what that's what this is. So this is uh, this is all metaphorical. Um, so although like these things are happening, they're not necessarily actually happening. Um, mm. so like their ship is, is not, has not been destroyed and, and, uh, like all that sort of thing. Like it's, it's, uh, it's all metaphorical. So, um, okay. so yeah, I think that with, with that in mind, these, the force wielders can do whatever they want, right? Like it's, it, you're sort of in their domain in this in this force world and uh and you got to kind of play by their rules so okay well that that was the one question i had but then the the second thing was here is the you know if my first thought was well if it's teleportation why doesn't he just teleport back to uh his lair or whatever well that one i could kind of figure out he he's trying to lure anakin in with him he's trying to get anakin so um that kind of made sense why he didn't just why he wasn't just gone. Um, yeah, he's, he's basically, like I said, he's trying to get Anakin to follow him to so he can kind of work his magic. So I just I just mm-hmm. wanted... I, I didn't see that um, behind-the-scenes thing yet, so uh, I, I didn't know that. So uh, there it is right there. I guess you told me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the two Jedi exit their crash shuttle. Off in the distance, they see the tower that they almost flew into. And Anakin has a strong feeling that Sun is holding Ahsoka there. Obi-Wan cautions Anakin about rushing into conflict. And he suggests that they seek advice from the father before confronting the son. But Anakin ignores his warning and heads off to find his Padawan. Inside the tower, Ahsoka is locked in a cell along with a small impish creature. Ahsoka remains hopeful that Anakin will come to her rescue, but her companion tells her that she is alone and that she should forget about her master. Suddenly, the creature bites her, and then he transforms into the sun. Ahsoka falls to the ground, and a dark corruption begins to spread through her body. Back at the ship, Obi-Wan paces back and forth, worrying about Anakin and wondering how to find the father. He turns around and sees the father's monastery perched atop a mountain right behind him. And, um, you know, I was going to say, too, uh, this little creature thing. That was that was an odd scene, too. And, and there's some, some scary moments in this thing. Right in the beginning, we saw the sun, and he kind of turns into this fireball, and it starts yelling some, some kind of, not graphic, but, you know, it's for a younger kid, it's going to be a little, a little scary. And this little creature... Sure. It, and I got... Here's the thing. I got, like, this Lord of the Rings type vibe from this from the show and i think i've read uh, a couple other things online where they got the same feeling with you got these small creatures you got these towering you know these giant towers that anakin climbs up we'll get to that in a little bit uh definitely like a almost a mortar type feel to this to this uh to this particular episode but uh apparently ahsoka gets infected by this bite and that was a an odd scene mike uh, seeing this little creature and then he finally turns into the sun. Uh, is is the is this dark energy or dark force or the dark side, uh, uh, you know, transferred by this bite thing? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> A bite? Uh, I guess. I think it's, uh, I think it's so, sort of vampiric. Like it's just supposed to be. Oh, okay. Just yeah, like a okay. control thing. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, yeah. It's pretty interesting though. Yeah, it was it was a wild scene. Uh, I'll continue here. Inside the monastery, daughter meditates while father and son talk in private. Father notices that son's abilities are getting stronger, but he worries that his strength is bringing him closer to the dark side. And he cautions him not to try to gain too much power. Son grows angry and impatient, and he attacks his father with red lightning from his fingertips. 
Just as Obi-Wan approaches the entrance to the monastery, the father is thrown out and lands on the ground at his feet. Standing in the doorway is the son, who turns into his gargoyle form and takes off into the night. You have done what is forbidden. You've chosen the dark side and allowed it to feed your anger and desire for power. By bringing the Chosen One here, you've shown me my potential. You've only yourself to blame. Do not do this, son. Do not become what you should not. Be strong, I implore you. Or else I will be forced to contain you. You look frail, father. I am not dead yet. Well, perhaps I am tired of waiting! I... Whoa, did you see that, folks? Wow, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. I'll tell you what, see, hearing the sun, and here we get to talk about Sam Witwer again, and uh, you really felt it right there. You heard the clip, I mean, uh, saying he hates him, you know? And if that isn't the dark side, um, you know, I don't know what is. But uh, well, very similar cool to, to Anakin uh, in. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. In yeah. Revenge of the Sith, when he says it to. Uh, he says it to Obi Wan. Yeah. To Obi Wan, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of stuff that you can that you can clearly see uh, correlates from one to the other. Yeah, you know, I heard that too about you mentioned Return of the Jedi and. Uh, a lot of people saw some parallels with uh, Return of the Jedi as well. So that was a good point you made up with, with Luke. And did you catch, um, just before this, uh, a couple of things that I had written down. Uh, when Ahsoka gets bit and she, she wakes up again, her eyes are yellow. Uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. And a funny uh, Obi-Wan. He actually says something that he did, I think it was in Episode 3. Did you hear him say, always on the move? Yeah. Did you catch that one? Okay. Uh, here we go. Lots of references and both. Yeah, know. that one's a little bit of a cheap shot for me. But, <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly okay. like it when they do that. When, when it's just like. That was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a, a direct quote from one of the movies. It's fine when it's something almost like paraphrased to see that like, or like if it's sort of like a catchphrase, like if Obi-Wan says, you know, like, like something about not liking flying i have no problem with that because he said that in episode two and then again in episode three so it's like you can you can use stuff like that but if he says this is why i hate flying then that's it's a bit much you know yeah, like because that's right. a direct quote exactly and it's sort of like it just seems it it's not that i don't like it it's just that it's a bit of a cheap shot in my opinion like it, it's it's easy it's automatically going to make us go oh yeah star wars we like star wars yeah but it's like yeah. it's kind of already assumed we like star wars because we're watching the tv show, so <laughs> like they're trying just a little too hard maybe yeah exactly yeah okay yeah definitely definitely uh daughter tends to her father's injuries back inside the monastery obi-wan tells her that son kidnapped ahsoka and tried to murder the father she does not believe that her brother would commit such evil acts, but Obi-Wan convinces her that son is dangerous and has, to be, and has to be stopped. Leaving her father to rest, she reluctantly agrees to help Obi-Wan and tells him to follow her. Now, is she using the, sort of, the light side, quote-unquote, to heal him? Is that what's going on here? I, I, that's yeah, what I, I kind of so. got with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought, too. And... Uh, I just wanted to ask you if, if you felt the same way. So, interesting, light side healing. So, in, in in we see this. Well, we'll get to it later. Then I guess we'll wait till later. We're gonna see this again, though. Yes, for sure. Uh, daughter brings Obi Wan to a cave entrance that leads to a deep underground cavern. In the middle of the cavern is an altar surrounded by blue flames. Daughter claims that this altar contains a magical blade that can control her brother's power. Obi-Wan makes his way to the altar and retrieves a spiral-shaped object, which conjures a stone dagger out of thin air. It's kind of this, uh, like, the first thing I thought when I saw that thing was like, oh, man, that's going to be like a magic lightsaber. 
right? Like it's going to be uh, like sort of the the, the dark saber or something. Yeah, or like the force wielder equivalent to a lightsaber. And I was somewhat right. Like he grabs it, and as he's holding it, it turns into this dagger. So uh, yeah, it was it was definitely definitely interesting. Yeah, well, here's where we get the the quote unquote altar of Mortis, and here it is right here. Yeah, and it's a blade. And, you know, what is this, Excalibur or something? I mean, yeah, that's the, it's the first thing you think of. You know, he pulls it out, and it's, uh, so that's kind of what I wrote in my notes. It's, it's uh, the Excalibur thing here. And, and what is this particular sword going to be used for? I mean, it's obvious he's going to use it somehow to, to go after the sun, but uh, not, a, not exactly sure what, what they're going to do yet. Uh, Anakin finally reaches... Sun's tower, and he finds Ahsoka waiting for him in the courtyard. He tells her to come with him, but she is not acting like herself. She tries to convince Anakin to join the Sun, whom she claims only wants what is best for the future for the universe. Anakin tries to get her to snap out of it, but Ahsoka draws her lightsaber and attacks him. Anakin ignites his weapon and defends himself, but he refuses to strike down his own Padawan. And now, the student will kill the master. Getting ahead of yourself, aren't you, Snips? Don't call me that! I hate it when you call me that! Two Jedi, finally a challenge. Can you feel it, sister? Can you feel the anger, the hate, the fury? Their conflict is feeding you, isn't it? I must stop them. No. And here it is again, Mike. You heard it right there. Can you feel the anger? And uh, damn, just like it's coming for the Emperor. But, you know, what did you think of this beginning? This fight comes in kind of two parts here. Uh, the beginning here, Ahsoka is, like we said, she's under some sort of spell now. I mean, we saw the trailers. Uh, you know, it's been, what, over a month now. And uh, we were kind of debating what it was. And, and uh, you had mentioned that it was some kind of a... A spell, you know, we don't. We didn't think she was going to turn this quick, you know. Yeah. She's under some kind of a, a spell. So um, uh, she tells Anakin, this is what I like, she tells Anakin about these underlying issues that obviously she's been carrying around with her about, uh, she says, uh, you know, are you proud of me? Uh, and she says something else, and I wish I could remember what she said. Um, but it's it, like I said, it's, it goes into her mindset right now of... Um, she wants her master's approval, you know. Yeah. And he and he doesn't really tell her very often that she's doing good. You know, he's always telling her how to do things and correct. Really her. critical, yeah. Yeah. So, critical. You know what? Like, so is Obi Wan. So that's where he mm -hmm. learned it from, right? Like, right. This is one of those things that, like, when Obi Wan says in Episode Four that that he that or was it maybe it's Empire or maybe it's Return of the Jedi that he wasn't ready to to teach Anakin. Mm -hmm. and that it was his fault that that he ends up falling to the dark side and everything and that he just he wasn't he wasn't good enough of a jedi to to train him that sort of thing like i think that this is this is kind of where it comes from and i think there might be like you got to sort of trace it back and there might be a little bit of a jealousy thing with obi-wan towards anakin Mm -hmm. That is like is really 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 underlying. Like you, you really got to look for the subtext. Yeah. Because right. there's the whole fact that like Obi Wan is still Qui Gon's uh, Padawan when he stands in front of the council and says, "I'll train him." Yeah. And it's kind of like instead of saying Obi Wan's ready for the trials. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he takes the trial and then you know like passes, then I'll I'll train Anakin. He's like, no, 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 like, Obi, I don't, I can't do anything else with Obi-Wan. Like, you, you take him, he's ready for the trials, whatever, I, I'm going to deal with this kid now. 
And so I, I can see how, like, having it be a father-son relationship as Padawan and Master, um, that would be a little difficult. That would be hard to swallow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that oh, would yeah. be the sort of yeah. thing that would nag at you. So that might sort of inform some of Obi-Wan's actions later on in the series, like in Episode 2, where they're sort of... Uh, I don't know, bickering at each other and that sort of thing a lot of the time. Um, right, right. But then, like, by episode three, they've got more of, like, a brotherly... Even even during the Clone Wars, they've got more of, like, a, a brotherly relationship once Anakin is uh, a Jedi Knight as well. So, right, right. Um, and, and Anakin is clearly picked up on that and then passed on those traits as a teacher to Ahsoka. Because mm-hmm. like these are these are also the sorts of things that you could expect Anakin to have said to Obi Wan, yeah. If if he were at this stage in his training. in his uh, training when right. when he turned, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. And 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 what I also loved about this too was um, the lightsaber uh, choreography was really cool. You got this one shot where it's a direct shot of. Uh, Ahsoka coming at you, and she's, uh, you know, doing some swings, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a shot of her coming at you, and I thought that was really cool because we haven't seen that yet, and some 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 really cool choreography, and it, and it gets even better after this. Uh, they kind of do this thing where they cut back and forth, and it was also cool to to see that the sun is is uh, you know starting to grow off this because yeah. of the, because of their conflict, he's getting more powerful. And he's gonna fight the the uh, daughter now, um, so we got dual things going on. We got two, you know, force wielders starting to fight, and then Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi Wan going at it out here. So, uh, kind of like that you see in the movies, back and forth. You know, two two different story arcs going, two different fights. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, inside the tower, daughter and Obi Wan arrive to confront son. After Son admits to attacking their father, Daughter refuses to let him leave. He claims that she is not strong enough to stand against him, but Obi-Wan believes that Daughter and Anakin together can stop him. Son hints that Anakin may be in danger, and Obi-Wan rushes off to find him. Back outside, Ahsoka continues to attack her master. Anakin manages uh, to disarm her, but she retrieves her weapon and also activates her second lightsaber. Just then, Obi-Wan arrives to join the fight, and Ahsoka engages both Kenobi and Skywalker. Son watches the duel from his throne room, and Daughter realizes that the Jedi's conflict is feeding her brother's power. She tries to go to the Jedi and stop their fighting, but Son stands in her way, and the two of them prepare to do battle. Back at the monastery, the father senses the conflict between his, his children and wakes up. So again, here's a, like I talked about, the fight was really cool. And another part that, uh, that I liked here is where they show Ahsoka getting force pushed by Anakin. And what does she do? She sticks both of her lightsabers into yes. the ground Very and, is, cool. and is dragged. I thought that was a really cool uh, yeah. point, of the, a point of choreography there. And, and to see her do battle with... Um, Anakin and Obi-Wan, wow, you know, season three, and we're already seeing her battle her master. It's kind of, it's, it's really cool. I love, one of the, you know, I, every time I see these fight scenes, you know, they just get better and better, and uh, yeah. I love what they're doing with it, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, where are we at now? Uh, let's see, uh, here, I got it. Anakin and Obi-Wan continue to fend off Ahsoka's relentless attacks, and Anakin wonders how they can stop her. Obi-Wan suggests they free her from the sun's control, and he pulls out the magic blade from the altar. Upon seeing the blade, Ahsoka becomes enraged and tries to take it. Inside the tower, son and daughter attack each other with awesome displays of force power. The father arrives to stop the fighting, and with a wave of his hand, he throws both of his children out of the window. They land outside in the courtyard, breaking up the ongoing duel between the three Jedi. The father sits down near them, and son attacks him with force lightning, at first, Father is able to absorb his son's attack, but he is eventually beaten back by the power of the dark side. He is knocked off his feet, and Son tortures his fallen father with more lightning. Obi-Wan tells Anakin to kill the son and throws a dagger to him. 
But Ahsoka snatches the blade from the air and hands it over to Sun, uh, who thanks her and tells her that she has served her purpose. He touches Ahsoka on the forehead and she drops to the ground. Sun turns to, the, to his father and raises the dagger to kill him. But daughter throws herself in the way and her brother stabs her in the back. Sun cries out in anguish and takes flight. Wow, another, you know, this is where it really, you know, we talk about intense and, and last week, uh, it, it just kind of ramps up just a little bit more here. And the first thing is we get the son, like I said earlier, the son and the daughter fighting. And, uh, you, you know, they're using like, it was just like Yoda and Sidious, you know? Yeah. You know, forget the lightsabers, they're going to go for the force, the force power stuff. And she's doing a lot of blocking and he's doing a lot of the force lightning. And uh, it's kind of mirrors what the dark side and the light side, the light side is, you know. We always heard that the light side was for defense and never for attack. And never more is it prevalent than you see in this fight here. And she does actually throw him back at one point. Um, but ultimately, uh, the father comes in, steps in, and, and does his thing and throws him out the window. Now, here's the thing, Mike. Here's a question for you. Um, does is Ahsoka dead right there? I'm thinking she is. What do you think? Oh man, because I don't it, know. <laughs> it's you know because when we get to the next scene, I mean, maybe we can talk about it after the next uh, the next. Clip. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it after this next one. Okay. Okay. The father cradles the, the body of his dying daughter and laments that the balance of the Force has been broken. Uh, Anakin kneels over Ahsoka's lifeless body and begs the father to help her. Father believes there is no hope, but daughter decides to use the last bit of life in her to save Ahsoka. Anakin kneels down and touches them both on the forehead, and he transfers the last of daughter's life force into Ahsoka's body. Ahsoka wakes up not remembering anything, and Anakin embraces his Padawan. The father tells the Jedi to hurry back to their ship before his son can escape the planet and wreak havoc on the galaxy, and they leave him to mourn the loss of his daughter. <laughs> hey, Snips. What's going on? Uh, not much. It's good to see you. As the balance in this world crumbles, so shall war escalate in your galaxy. As my son has descended into the dark side, so have the Sith gained strength. We will stop your son. No. You must go now. He needs your ship to leave the planet. You must leave before he can take it. What about you? I shall mourn all that I have done. And all that is yet to be. All right. And uh, so here's the question, you know, is she dead there? Um, first of all, she she uh, is going up and helping the son, and, and he has no f further use for her. He does that almost witch thing that uh, Savo uh, that uh, Ventress did and taps him on the forehead, and she's she, there she goes. She's down. You see the lightsaber fall out of her hand, and, uh, and what was cool, too, is to see Anakin yell out. Uh, you know, he said, he's like, no, you know, and... and mm -hmm. uh, some some very uh, kind of some powerful stuff there, but I'm thinking she died though, and, and there's been some talk on a lot of the forums and, and such. You know, did she really die? And you know, maybe she died only for a minute or so. Um, but we get to see Anakin use some uh, you know his power again, and he's very very powerful on this planet, and he's using this power again to put the life back into Ahsoka or. Um, you know, rid her of that virus or whatever it was, and, and it's it's kind of left up to to debate, I guess, Mike. Um, you didn't really see that as that she died, or what was your feeling on it? I don't think so. I no? think that it was just like I I think she was probably close, or that she was sort of uh, she'd been consumed by by that dark side energy at that point. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It it's kind of kind of difficult to say but what yeah what's important is that it it ends up requiring all of uh all of the daughter's remaining life 
to bring her back. Yes, so yes. That's kind of that's kind of the important part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. So there's now there's no light side as the as the father kind of explains to Anakin. Uh, um, you know, the world is going to be consumed by by the dark side now. Unless. And, unless un- yes. Unless, and this might be where the character goes because we don't know what happens to Ahsoka. Um, and I'm not saying that it's going to happen in the next episode. I definitely don't think it will. But I'm thinking that at some point before the end of The Clone Wars, we will see this story play out. And, uh, and the fact that Anakin transferred the last of that essence into Ahsoka means that, like him, she now plays a part in, in this balance. Mm-hmm, in the balance, uh, okay, yeah. And that she'll eventually have to take the place of the daughter. Um, oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, and, and yeah. we'll end up there. Um, and that's why we don't see her in in episode three. In episode three, yeah, because she's because uh, Anakin's kind of like a conduit. He's he's kind of like the the force and the and the essence or whatever yeah. kind of transfers through him into her. So um, wow, that's a that's a good. That's your. Uh, Take that one to the bank. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. that's my that's my official prediction. That's, that's your prediction. The... You heard it here first, okay, folks. You heard it here first. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that's it, man. That's the altar of Mortis, and you know it's the it's the middle section. It's setting up this fantastic ending we're going to get to in in a few minutes here. Um, a lot of a lot of great stuff, though. Again, we can talk about um, Sam Witwer and his, what he's done with this great new character. Um, and uh, you know we get uh, the Anakin scene was really cool for me to see him act as that conduit with the Force, you know, and p- to be able to move that. I love seeing him in these in this particular last two episodes, his his Force ability now, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last one where he's you know c- can't control both on the light and the dark side. Uh, so that's really cool, and we're setting yeah. up for a huge, huge ending that we're going to talk about in a minute here. Um, but uh, anything else before we head on over to uh, to the mailbag? No, that's uh, that's the episode. That's I, mean, I think that we've got a lot of loose ends that we got to tie up. Oh in yeah, the episode. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, get over to the uh, mailbag. Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter. We're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. We're right across the street from Metropolis. But hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance. Some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online Uh, everything's under control here. Situation normal. What happened? We, uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but everything's perfectly alright. We're fine. We're, we're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Uh... Oh, alright, and you know, in... in uh, instead of the normal emails, um, I just wanted to point out a few iTunes reviews. I don't know if that we've ever done this. Um, mm-hmm. Talked about some, but just wanted to make a couple shout-outs to some of our iTunes reviews. The latest one we got was from Darth Marcus. Uh, he says, absolutely love this podcast. These guys are sick. I totally mean that in a good way, if you don't know already. It's obvious these guys are obsessed. I thought I was obsessed. Love what you guys do. I love it when you geek out on Star Wars. Your discussions on the Clone Wars have been awesome. I totally watch every week because of you guys. And he says thanks. And that's from Darth Marcus. And that's cool. You know, it's one of the things that uh, we want to do with this podcast is to get people excited about it and excited about each week and the next week to come. And uh, that's cool that we can uh, push people towards this, this show. Yeah, it's a great sure. show. So uh, a couple others I wanted to mention was uh, Mad Heavy's uh giving us a review Django loves Baba these are just some some names they put out CK for him headache 229 Jaya OZKO and Gregory Stedman so thank you guys for the reviews and the comments we appreciate it and and if you don't know I believe these when you when you do reviews and stuff like that it kind of puts the podcast out there for iTunes 
and it puts it ahead of some of these podcasts about Star Wars that have had no content for the last like three or four years. Um, we were talking about this the other day, Mike, uh, about some of the podcasts that are showing up. When you type in Star Wars in the search bar for iTunes, you know, you get some of these that, um, like I said, for the last content they've done is back in 2007. Yeah. And they're still kind of like on the main page, and you can't really figure that out. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if it has to do with reviews or downloads. I'm not really sure how iTunes works, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, the more ratings, the, the higher you go and, and the more people it gets to. So uh, I don't know. How, do you know how that works? Uh, you mean? know, I, I think it's just based on download numbers and that sort of thing um, okay. and, uh, and, and search relevance. So same as Google. Um, okay. So based on, I think one of the ways that it works is like they, they take your rankings, like your ratings, and then they also take like if you are searched, like if somebody types in Clone Wars on iTunes and, and our podca- podcast for the longest time has obviously been one of the first ones that pops up, at least within the first three or four. Right. Um, and then they subscribe to it or they listen to an episode or something like that, that, that boosts our ratings. Um, and so that, that puts us at a higher ranking spot. Um, and so it's kind of one of those things where I, just by virtue of being in one of those top spots or close to one of those top spots, at least you'll end up staying around there. Like you'll, you'll, you'll never really like, and I think just because we're one of the first, we got good placement. And because of that, it continues to build our numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that part of it is that we're a good show, but uh, yeah. the way that the ratings, like the ranking system generally works, I think, is that like if people search Clone Wars, if they search Star Wars and we're considered relevant, like they listen to us or they subscribe to us, then that that means more than, oh, than right, uh, right. Just downloading us having know. Star Wars or Clone Wars in our title. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, Okay. I think I think that's how it works, but I could be completely wrong. And uh, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, could have nothing to do with it. So. <laughs> you know, one other thing I wanted to mention too. Uh, there is a website called. Um, it's actually a blog. It's lightsaberrattling.blogspot.com, and uh, the Clone War, the Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast was um, featured as one of their, uh, you know, one of their reviews or whatever it is, their profile for the day. I believe it was. And it says, uh, hosted by Michael Cohen and Matt, as well as guest hosts, Frontlines is another very good Clone Wars podcast. The podcast debuted on August 5th, 2008, and is currently up to, we're up to 67 now, but as of this writing, it was 63. Um, and it says that it, the show also includes uh, breaking news, uh, toy and collecting talk is also part of the podcast. So it says, if you like your Clone Wars coverage, with a Canadian accent, and who doesn't, <laughs> then this podcast is worth a shot in your MP3 player or smartphone. So I thought, thought that was kind of a cool little thing. I've never, I just searched Clone Wars podcast reviews in the Google search bar, and this came up. So I had not, not seen that before. But a uh, nice little thing from this little blog. So uh, with do that. I, do I have that much of an accent? I, didn't, I don't think, I, I guess I'm just used to it. I don't even notice it. If you have, I never really thought you had one. Anyway, it's not like you say a boot or anything like that. Yeah, I or, hope I don't. I don't think it. you say even a or anything like that. You know, a. I don't hear <laughs> that often, so I don't notice any accent. So, um, let's see. Forum post of the week. Now, Darth Creel uh, on the forum sent this in. It says best Star Wars magazine, and he says I've been thinking about getting a subscription to Star Wars magazine. I was wondering, or I was just wondering, if anyone had any recommendations. So, he's looking for a Star Wars magazine to to start up, Mike. And it seems like the consensus is the Star Wars Insider, and I would probably agree with that. I know it's had. I've been a subscriber for a long time, and I I, I let it lapse because uh, a few years ago it just it didn't have the same. Uh, good content, I thought, as it did when I first started back in you know 2000. Uh, I started, I think, in 98, 99, just as the uh, prequels were gearing up. Um, but apparently, well, I've heard lately that the the magazine has started to come around and it's really got some good stuff now. And uh, so I would probably go with that 
I know there's a couple of the Clone Wars podcast, uh, podcast, Clone Wars magazines, but I'm hearing some good things again about the Insider, and it's also available, uh, I believe, digitally too. So uh, that's kind of cool. I, do you, you do you get any magazines, or do you have any uh, any thought on to what the best Star Wars magazine is to get? Uh, no, Egon Spengler said it best in uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. back in 1984. Print is dead. So I, <laughs> I know, isn't it? No, I, I get my news from the internet. It, <laughs> I yeah. pay for an internet connection, and uh, I, you know, it's uh, it's whatever it is a month, like twenty bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm not also going to pay somebody uh, fifteen dollars for a paper version of that. I mean, magazines are stupidly expensive. Yeah, they so, are. So uh, particularly up here in Canada, like. If there, if a magazine is five dollars in the states, it's like three times that much up here, mm-hmm. um, and there's no real reason for it. So it's just like, yeah, I don't really buy a lot of magazines. Well, I would do it. Here's the thing: I would do. Um, I recently got an iPad, and I was intrigued by the Insider in a digital form because I can put it on the iPad, and I think that's a cool way to do it. Um, like you said, you know, print is kind of falling by the wayside now. And you can get so much news, it's so fast now over the internet. But it's still kind of nice to have some of the, the perks you get from the Insider. Because they do have some, some stuff that, uh, that I haven't seen on the internet once in a while. I mean, it's, sooner or later it leaks out. But, uh, you know, with the pictures and stuff like that, I'm kind of looking at maybe going that route again. And you know what's funny about this, the, the digital version is I believe it's cheaper than the printed version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's there it is right there, uh, Darth Creel. If you're looking for a magazine, probably like, and, and if you check the form, most everybody's talking about the Insider. So, that would probably be my recommendation too. Um, and don't forget to follow the Clone Wars Podcast.com for some breaking news on the Clone Wars, of course. Um, you know, I have to mention too. Uh, let's talk about before we get to the upcoming episode description, Mike. I posted in the forums, since we're talking about the forum post of the week, mm-hmm. the contest. The contest is now live. Uh, go to the front lines um, section of the uh, forum.starwarsdaily.com. Uh, I post a link in there. There's some pictures of the shirt that, that, that is being given away in this contest and a couple of pictures of the posters. And uh, just to remind everybody, Mike, uh, it's, it's, uh, we're just looking for a sketch. It doesn't have to be anything... Uh, professional right i mean we're just looking yeah. to have a little fun you know yeah i mean like yeah people can just kind of go go crazy on it i just want to see what uh i don't know what yeah. people come up with yeah yeah and it's if you want any information forum.starwarsdaily.com go there look for the uh the link the uh the post and it'll break it down right there we're just looking for some fan art we're gonna have a little fun post it there send it to mike so you can check it out and uh we got some cool prizes to give away, so check that out. And uh, when we're talking about prizes, Creedar, if you're listening, uh, your book signed, uh, Clone Wars Encyclopedia, will be sent out tomorrow. So look for that um, next week in the mail. So uh, just wanted to let, let him know that that's on its way. With that, Mike, it's time to get into our finale of the Mortis Trilogy and uh, this is going to be called The Ghosts of Mortis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, Anakin Skywalker must choose between the light and the dark side of the Force as he gains a disturbing insight into his own future. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka prepare for a decisive confrontation in their effort to unravel the mysteries of the planet. Can they ever escape Mortis? On an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Okay, so maybe you know what happens to Anakin after The Clone Wars. And maybe you don't. What if I can show you the future? But either way, there's only one place you can find out his true destiny. He's mine now. Don't miss the conclusion of a special three-part Star Wars The Clone Wars event. Secrets will be revealed next Friday. 3730 Central. You were my on Cartoon Network. Ho, ho, ho. That's looking like it's going to be an exciting conclusion. I'll tell you what. I wish I could see the video from that. Cause... Wait a minute. You haven't seen the video? 
No, we don't get those those previews up here. Oh my gosh. And, and I'm a week behind. So like I've seen the the preview that we posted on our site, but I haven't seen that. So Oh my gosh, the video, dude. It's 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 sparking this huge debate not debate, but this huge feeling of would we, would we ever see Darth Vader in a flashback? I mean, there's one point where Anakin is um I don't know, he's it, like he's dreaming or something. Like you like you heard in the clip. What if you could yeah. see your future? And he's starting to see these things, and he sees, uh, he sees um, Padme choking, you know. And there's a, a really cool visual of the Darth Vader helmet. Okay, yeah, you know, I I uh, just found it, so found I'm it. just okay. gonna let the video play while we talk, and I'm gonna I'm gonna react to things. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, I'm just seeing a bunch of lava and smoke and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I saw a youngling. I saw. Yeah, I see. There's a youngling. Yeah. Oh, it totally was a Vader helmet in the background. Look at the Vader helmet. Okay. And then, yeah, and that's when you hear. That's when you hear uh, Anakin say his line. You know that we heard in Episode Three. So, wow, interesting. I love that. I love when they bring that stuff in. It's gonna be an intense episode. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a great finish to. the Mortis trilogy. So that's coming up tomorrow, man. We're, we're it's just right around the corner for us. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent. So that's gonna do it for this week, though. Mike, you take us out. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you do not forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on the Twitter. Our username is uh, Clone Wars. That's Twitter.com/slash/clonewars. You can head over to Facebook and join our group, uh, or sorry, our page. Uh, that is facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And, uh, and as always, you can join us on the Star Wars Daily forums at forum.starwarsdaily.com. And uh, we would love to see you over there. And don't forget to send us emails, mike at clonewarspodcast.com and matt at clonewarspodcast.com. Yes, don't forget those the emails. Are, those are the emails. Yeah, tell us so, what you think uh, about these episodes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. we want to hear what you guys have to say. So yes. uh, that's it for this week. All right, that's it. We will see you all next week. Catch you later. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.